Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of Down in the Lounge. We are going to be speaking with Bo Corley today, and we are talking about meal prep and fat loss. Um, Bo is the CEO and founder of Proper Prep. Uh, he spent about 12 years in corporate America, a little over 12 years. Um, and then after his personal weight loss, he actually decided to form Proper Prep so that he could help others with their fitness journey. Originally, he came in from Cleveland, but he moved down to the great state of Texas in 2011, has been with us ever since. He has four kids, ages 18, 15, 12, and 9. And Proper Prep has been named Sam's June Business Member of the Month, as well as has been recognized by Dallas Voyage Magazine as one of Fort Worth's hidden gems. Bo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. So first thing I want to talk to you about, man, when we met, what? little over a year ago at 24-hour fitness uh, you were sharing your story with me and I got to tell you it's incredible thank you it blew me off my feet so I've got to ask you how much weight have you lost since you started your journey a little over 200 pounds a little over 200 pounds where did you start at for for 76 wow was I think my peak yeah wow so we've been doing a lot of episodes talking about, you know, for people who might have a 50 or maybe even a, you know, a hundred pound target, a 200 pound nugget to hit. That's, that's beyond impressive. I really don't even have a word in my vocabulary to describe that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and that's really, honestly, that's the number one reason why I wanted to bring you on today because we just released an episode talking about, you know, nutrition when you're busy or you have an unpredictable schedule. How can you fit that in? You've obviously done a wonderful job with that. So th- I, I wanted to bring you in so that people could hear your story and figure out how that you might be able to help them as well. Cool. So what was it that made you decide that where you were physically was not where you wanted to stay? Um, I, it, to be honest with you, it was a combination of a couple of factors. Uh, the, the job I was working, uh, you know, I was on a plane a lot. And, you know, at that size on a, you know, on a plane is very uncomfortable. Um, ultimately, it also came down to just how much time I wanted to be on earth. You know, life longevity, time to spend with your kids, etc. I think what kind of sparked the entire weight loss was, I forget what year it was, but I had flew back to Cleveland to surprise my mom on Mother's Day. And, you know, the job she was working, she was superintendent of a school district. And when I, when I first saw her, she, I saw her weight loss. And I kind of said to myself, if she can figure it out, um, you, you, you know, with her schedule, you know, it kind of inspired me to do the same. So that Monday I came back and uh, got, got a gym membership and, and, and got going. Uh, so it was an unintentional inspiration from your mom, or did you have a conversation with her where she kind of laid the mom hand down? No, it, it was simply, and, and me and my mom's relationship is a lot like that. There's a lot of unspoken inspiration I get from her. Um, we never even had a conversation about weight while I on that visit. Um, you know, she even found out later weeks that, hey, it was really because I saw you that I started losing weight. But um, it was kind of one of those unspoken things that, you know, just kind of seeing her and her progress, you know, kind of sparked me to, to do the same. That had to have made her proud. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I, I bet she talks about it all the time. Oh, yes, she does. She does. She does constantly. That's excellent. So 200 pounds plus, a little over 200, you sure. said, right? Yep. Um, that's, a, that's a big number by any means. How did you go about approaching that mentally? And then what was your process? Well, I guess my other question is how long did it take you to do that? Uh, it took, I think, a year and a half. Um, uh, closer to two years, uh, there were, I mean, in full disclosure, there were, there were stalls, 
there were times that, you know, I'd lost five pounds and gained 10 back. I had weeks when I said, you know, I just can't do this anymore. Um, and, and I think that that's important for your listeners to hear mm-hmm. that it was not a year and a half straight of me being consistent every day, going to the gym every day, enjoying every minute of it. Um, it was it was truly a struggle at, at, at some times. And I think when I originally started, I didn't have a goal. I just said to myself, dude, you're too big and you need to lose <laughs> some weight. So I, I just started working out and then, uh, you know, endorphins kicked in. And once I started getting a taste of endorphins and um, I started seeing some results, that's when I started setting smaller milestones. There was even a period through the weight loss, I stopped weighing myself and I started gauging my progress on my clothes. Um, Cause the scale is deceiving. Mm-hmm. I will say early on in my weight loss career, um, I, I did not really recognize the difference between how much fat weighs versus how much muscle weighs. Mm-hmm. So I was losing fat, gaining muscle and the scale was going up and I was getting frustrated. So, but you were still shrinking down a little exactly. bit in size. But when I put suits on, I was saying to myself, I couldn't button this thing last month, and now I can. So uh, for me, it, w- it, was a, it was a period where I refused to look at a scale. Um, and, you know, it was trial and error. And, and you guys talk a, a lot about the mental piece. Um, you know, my weight loss journey was a combination of a physical and spiritual change. You know, a, a lot of it was me kind of remapping my brain to what I'm able to do. Uh, you know, got, you know, I'm a Christian by nature, so got very close to God, et cetera, and things like that. So, you know, once you figure out the mental piece of it and just take it piece by piece, and like I always say, you gotta give time time. Like 200 pounds is not gonna go away uh, overnight. And I just had to take it one day at a time. You know, let me knock this day out. And then the days turns into weeks, weeks turn into months, et cetera. Man, you literally just laid out so much meat and potatoes right there <laughs> that we could sound clip this 500 times and get, and get some good information out for our listeners. I really appreciate you sharing that because, I mean, you not only hit the nail on the head because it, it obviously worked, but you hit all the key components that someone needs to approach mentally through this. And I love how you added the spiritual part because, you know, I, I think too many times people tend to focus on the taking care of your temple and they look at it from a, like a tattoo or a piercing standpoint as opposed to, well, okay, but you keep throwing, you know, you know, 10 bucks at McDonald's down that you know pipe every day. Absolutely. You know, that's not exactly taking care of the temple either. Um, and I think, I think from a, a fitness and health, well-balanced mentally and spiritually, that all that plays in together. And yeah, it's hard to feel good mentally. Well, chemically too, the way the brain operates, but just mentally how you feel if you're not eating the right things and giving your body the stuff that it needs to fuel the nutrients, the, you know, the iron, the, the, the vitamins, everything it needs. So you, you put everything kind of in a well-packaged bundle there that we've been trying to save for the past few episodes with our, with our listeners. And I appreciate that. Cool. No, no problem at all. Thank you. So, um, okay. So you said it took you almost two years yep. to, to achieve that. When you kind of found, like you said, you didn't set out with a target. You just knew kind of when I got there, I'll be there. Um, what did that feel like for you? Um, I, I think, and, and, you know, as crazy as this sounds, I've always enjoyed being big. You know, I, I like walking through malls and, and you know, it just kind of parts <laughs> and people just kind of move out of my way. So Demanding um, the respect. Right, exactly. So when I, when I went through the weight loss, you know, I, I would tell my wife, I don't want to get too small. 
And so there were, you know, there, there was one point I had got, you know, too small. Um, and it, it was, to be honest with you, I think if I could really just pinpoint answer that question, it came down to just taking every day at a time. And, and that is, and you hear athletes say that all the time, like you don't get too high, you don't get too low. But it, that, that's really true, you know. Um, if you have a bad Monday, shake it off. If you have a good Monday, you got to shake that off too. Mm -hmm. So I kind of found a, a, a middle ground there. And, and that's where the spiritual piece came in. You know, it, it, it's funny, I, I talked to, you know, uh, other Christians and, you know, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And they say, oh, well, if I'm going to knock out a project, no, that's the small stuff too. Like deadlift PR, he can strengthen you to do that. So um, as a matter of fact, you know, what's funny, it was a prayer I would say to myself, this necklace that I have on my grandmother gave me, um, it says, you know, protect my grandson and give him strength. And I kind of adopted that. Every time I go to the gym, like when I walk in the door, I said, I say, protect me and give me strength. Protect my muscles. I don't want to tear anything. Um, protect my ligaments. Protect my body because my form may not always be right. And give me strength because, you know, I want to knock out an hour of cardio. Um, and the spiritual peace, I think, will level you off when you sometimes get too low because everyone's human. Like I had, I had days I was like, screw it. I'm just not going to do it anymore. Um, but because I had wired my brain to stay even, mm -hmm. and when I couldn't get back to a level field, uh, God did it for me. And once I got that rhythm, and I think I hit that rhythm around 375, 375 to 275 was an absolute blast because I had I figured out my nutrition. Um, and the other thing is listen to your body. You know, mm -hmm. one thing that's important is everybody's body is different. You know, a lot of the ways nutrition affects your body as an adult has a lot to do with how you ate as a kid. So for me, and, and you and I have even spoke about carb backloading, mm -hmm. which, you know, I, at the time I ignorantly recommended to somebody. Out of excitement, it worked for me, but it worked specifically for my body. It may not work for anyone else. Correct. And don't get me wrong, I love our trainers, you know, certified nutritionists, et cetera, but you know your body when your body says you need to rest we'd hope you would right you know some people are not used to learning how to listen to their body and that's sure. that's a skill that does take time for a lot of people especially if it wasn't something that was uh, raised you know if you weren't raised that way um, and I agree that a lot of our habits that we develop is it's developed it's not a DNA it's not you know hereditary there are some things that are hereditary that can affect you know how your body responds to nutrition and stuff you know diabetes can be one of those um, and other things but for the most part it's our habits of how we train ourselves to feel and think about food if we're thinking about it from an enjoyment standpoint only we're going to put all the good flavoring right in it. Exactly. i have a buddy of mine that's all he only cooks to make it taste good i'm like man i, I love your food but i can't eat it more than once a week i just can't yeah it does but it tastes so good <laughs> it tastes <laughs> yeah, so good so you mentioned that you were doing cardio were you doing just cardio were you doing weights what was your like did you start off one way and move to another how how was that for you so my goal was was purely I needed to get the number down and and I I was concerned about muscle loss but I understood losing that much weight you're 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 going to lose some muscle so an, initially my workouts were very heavy cardio I mean I I would go into the gym 45 minutes on the stairmaster 
uh, 15, right out the gate, out of the gate. So you didn't and even have like a ramp up time. You just no, you went I cold turkey straight into it. Fasted cardio every morning. I was up at four thirty at the gym by five o'clock at twenty four. Um, fasted cardio for forty five minutes. I did fifteen minutes of core work. That was you know sit ups, basic stuff, um, and then another thirty minutes of cardio. Wow. Um, sauna, you know, for 10, 15 minutes, pray and meditate, and 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 I kind of did that every morning. Um, I, I really did. You spent that time to get your mind right as exactly, well. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. And, and, you know, that time was spent reflecting on maybe an, a, a day where I knew, man, I'm, I just don't have it today, you know. And, and it was me to, to reset at the sauna, at the gym, at the location, and not carry it with me for the rest of the day. Um, you know, after the workout, I, uh, you know, did a smoothie, um, tried to eat some type of fruit for lunch, and then ate the majority of my calories at night. But, you know, disclaimer, that was through a lot of trial and error on my part where I ate calories in the morning and then I kind of monitored how, A, how I felt, how my weight loss was going. So that's what works for me. And what still works for me is I really don't eat during the day. I mean, I do. Uh, obviously, I'm in the kitchen a lot and, and I've got to do a lot of tasting. Uh, but other than that, I do a, a, a grapefruit and lemon smoothie in the morning and the majority of my... Uh, calories are consumed at dinner, and every other day I carve back load. Nice. So that's what, you know, but again, that that's what works for me and, you know, in my body. That's right. And you know, like you said, everyone's different. Sure. So we learned, I say we, my wife and I learned a long time ago when we actually started our fitness journeys um, on a more hardcore level and we hired our first trainer. Uh, we learned the, the hard way about using a cookie cutter diet routine for ourselves. <laughs> And it was the same thing that the, the trainer was using for all of his women. None of it was changed. And, you know, come to find out she was eating stuff she was allergic to. No, we didn't know she had food allergies. But still, there was there was no in-depth evaluation prior to. It was just, this is what I put all my competitor tr- ladies on. This is what you're going to do. Gotcha. And she, she never ended up losing the weight she wanted to lose because her body was reacting to it as opposed to responding to it. Gotcha. So, um, all right. So we talked a little bit about your fitness routine throughout this process. What, when did you start honing in on the nutrition regimen that took you from the 375 to the 275? Was it right at the 375? Did you play trial and error for a while? I, really, for me, it was, I, 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 as crazy as this sounds, I, I don't want to say I discovered salmon, but, <laughs> but literally I remember around, you know, I was doing chicken, you know, a lot of chicken, a lot of ground turkey. Um, but when I discovered salmon and I remember that was around the 375 and what I started to notice was because of the omega-3 fats I was getting while I was eating salmon, I was having way more energy at the gym the following day, which I was having a higher caloric burn while I was working out. So I kind of found it almost as like a hack. Well, wait a minute. For one, I love salmon. (laughs) And for two, it's almost like a built-in pre-workout. And I stuck with salmon. Drove my wife crazy because that's the other thing is I I completely took over cooking in the house. Um, We ate salmon probably four days out of the week. And it was just out of sheer pity for my wife and kids that I would, you know, switch it up. Uh, Otherwise it would have been seven. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) And to this day I could eat salmon every day. Oh yeah. Myself too. I'm the exact same way. I got a little plug for you. Your salmon is amazing. Thank you. I mean, there's a lot of things that you cook that is amazing, but your salmon definitely sits at the top of that list. That's for sure. My wife loves it. She said, get some more salmon. I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) All right. 
All right, so your nutrition regimen now, as you mentioned, is more of heavy loaded on the on the calories on the back side of the day. Mm-hmm. You're in the kitchen, so you know that you're going to be trying stuff, making sure you, the taste is good. So you're going to be having a little bit of calorie intake in there, and it, it sounds like you've already kind of accounted for that throughout your day. Right. Do you do you calorie count? Do you macro count? Like, do you do anything from a from an actual I guess you could say a scientific standpoint where you're, or do you kind of just go by how your body feels? A combination of both. There was a transition when I started proper prep. You know, I worked in corporate America. I, I ran a 300 seat call center outside of leaving my office to go walk the call center floor. That was the extent of my physical exercise. Uh, working proper prep, I'm on my feet probably the majority of the day. Um, a lot more active. Exactly. So I burn probably anywhere, you know, I've got an Apple Watch, anywhere from 1,000 to 1,200, just my normal walking around. And that's so not even including your rest That's not including me going, exactly. Yeah. So by me knowing I'm already burning that many calories, I don't necessarily calorie count. I do what I call, and my wife kind of teases me about this, I call it ballpark counting. So like if, like if we go, I don't always eat proper prep, believe it or not. So <laughs> we'll go to Chipotle or whatever, and I'll kind of look up, okay, if I get brown rice, this. I have a rule of thumb that I never want to go over 1,500 calories at dinner. But keep in mind, I probably eat two to 300 calories during the day, so I can afford to eat a 1,500 to 1,800-calorie dinner in combination with the fact that, you know, I'm still doing an hour cardio every day. Wow. So running a business, being on your feet, I know that you're not only in the kitchen, but you hand deliver a lot of these meals to specific locations. Right. Um, so you you have a lot on your plate, no pun intended since we're talking about nutrition, <laughs> right. but you have a lot on your plate. What is your fitness regimen like now? When do you fit it in? You know, what walk us through like a week in the life of Bo as far as it goes is pertain to the physical fitness aspect. Okay, so I'll start with Sunday. Uh, Sunday is rest day. Okay, so there's no exercise there. Monday through Friday. So 15 hours of working out on Sundays. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Monday through Friday is pretty much the same. And, you know, exercise for me is part of my mental health. And, um, you know, my dad always says, man, you got to take a break. You know, he's like, you're, you're, uh, he's like, look, I applaud what you're doing, but you have to take a break or you'll break down. So there's a two to four o'clock window every day. I don't care what is happening, how many orders have come through, uh, what's going on. I stop what I'm doing and I go to the gym and I just shut it down. And, and that is a promise I've written it down as a goal that every day I will commit to going to the gym at that same time. And that's Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. Now, is that always cardio? Is it a mixture of weightlifting? Like, do you, does it depend on the day? Does it depend on how you feel? How do you approach those days when you go in? So it depends on kind of where I am. Um, to be honest with you, like I'm, I'm sitting right now at about 265, right? And I had spiked up close to 300 pounds 
Um, when was that? This was about a month, month and a half ago. There was a uh, you probably there there was a, a huge upswing in business. Like it just kind of came out of nowhere. So I literally had I literally did not have time to go to the gym. Yeah, I could I could tell because I, I remember your text went from almost immediate response to <laughs> <laughs> to you know a few hours, which was perfectly fine because I knew what the reason was. I knew sure. what you hadn't forgotten about us, but I was like, man, this is good for business for him. Like I was excited for you, but I also knew I was like, well, that immediate response is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just part of the growth of business. Yeah, yeah. So you know th- that was a blessing, but you, I I genuinely got scared. You know, one thing about being that big and when you lose the weight, then you start getting fearful. You know, you start. I'm starting to get back up there. Uh, so I kind of changed and went back into what I call my version of a cut uh, and, and strictly did cardio. So now that I'm kind of what I call my playing weight, this is kind of, you know, the way I want to be. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, I do I weights. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays is just straight cardio. So for you personally, which one do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy doing cardio more? Do you enjoy lifting weights more? Like if you could only do one thing for the rest of your life, which one would you pick? Hmm, I'd do hit. You'd do hit? I would. Okay. I would, if I, I would do... Do a nice combination of battle the Battle ropes. Battle ropes. Um, some arm stuff. I'll be honest with you. If I only did battle ropes for the rest of my life, I'd be okay. Nice. Well, yeah. there's actually there's a lot of different things you can do with battle ropes that can really affect the entire body. I mean, if you do right. them right, there's a lot of variations that are coming out that I've been seeing people do. Some stuff I'm like, I don't know how, how that person does it, but man, right, right, right. <laughs> jumping around like a frog and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, and what about Saturdays? So you said Monday through Friday. So Saturdays is up. Saturdays is really up in the air. Uh, I've got you know my oldest son's football. But, you know my my daughter runs track. Um, I go but when it just depends on when the opportunity presents itself and Saturday is generally the swim day you know I also swim so okay. and, and one of the things that I failed to mention uh, variety is important you know monotony can set in when you're on I, I mean you know just just going to the gym it can get monotonous mm-hmm. so throughout my weight loss journey like I ran a 5k every Sunday just by myself, nothing like official with a time. But, <laughs> you know, I went out there, Nike app, uh, ran a 5K every Sunday. Um, you know, I've been swimming since I was a little kid. So, you know, I have a 100 laps in an hour kind of routine that wow. I do on Saturdays. Um, and the other thing that swimming does. I can't do 100 laps in a month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's such low impact. So I kind of treat it as a half rest day and I can get my workout in. So, the, you know, there, there was a lot of – I played basketball just to get some cardio in, and in this Texas heat, your calorie burn will skyrocket. You know, I played at the YMCA outside. Yeah, you like to live on the edge. Yeah, so – but ultimately, I wanted to keep it interesting. You know, wanted to kind of keep it fun. Nice key point there. You've got to find a way to enjoy this journey because, again, if you don't, you won't. It is If it becomes a drudge at any point for an extended period of time, that's when most people tend to fall out, give up, quit, throw in the towel because it's, it's not enjoyable for them. Like you said for yourself, it became more enjoyable when you started seeing the results, you got the endorphins. So when you got the, the chemical plus the, the, just the gratification of the results, that was the momentum that really propelled you forward and kept you on the path. So I guess my question for you is, had you not seen results 
let's say it took you six months, a year, and you had seen no results, do you think that you would have stuck with it to get where you're at now? Or do you think you might have said, you know what, this just didn't for me, it doesn't work, you know, whatever? I Scale results? It, any results. Any results whatsoever that made Nick, results in to, your eyes, I guess. Nick, I've got to be honest with you. If I went six months getting up at 4.30 in the morning, two hours of cardio, fasted, eating right, and no results, it probably would have been a little difficult for me to, to, to keep it pushing. But, you know, there were other wins, like me playing with my boys lasted longer than 10 minutes. So there, there's, a, there's other, you know, other, other wins that, that I think – can motivate you and and you know we talk so much about mentality but you know I have to go to the gym no man I get to go to the gym like there's some people who don't have a gym membership there's some people who can't drive to the gym there's some people who physically cannot get on a stairmaster um, you know funny story in the midst of my weight loss I tore my ACL and partially tore my MCL and my meniscus right um, and that put me down for a long time. And what it did was it, it, I, I would sit on the couch and I would say, man, I wish I could go to the gym. And then I thought back to those days when I was like, man, I got to go to the gym. So when my knee recovered, instead of saying I have to go to the gym in the morning, I started saying I get to go to the gym in the morning. And here's what's crazy about how the brain works. If you repetitively tell yourself that, even if you don't believe it, I'm, I get to go to the gym. Over time, your subconscious, when you think about the gym, you'll have a positive thought. Mm -hmm. And those are things that really don't cost you anything. Mm -hmm. From an exertion standpoint, just that little change in, in phrase can adjust your thinking. And it was probably three to four months of that for me to say, dude, you get to go to the gym. You, get, do, you can physically do it. You know how many people wish they could actually step on a Stairmaster without a cane, without a walker? Like, you're blessed, man, so take advantage of it. And once I started uh, t taking in the good, I'm reading this book, right? And she t the, the, the author talks about taking in the good in every situation. Even the fact that we're sitting here doing this interview, I'm subconsciously taking in the fact of your success with your show, Thank you. my success with proper prep, and I'm mapping my brain to just look at the good in every situation. And it sounds corny, but to your listeners, if you try it, especially with exercise and with weight loss, like let's be honest, man, who really enjoys doing an hour on the Stairmaster? But there, there are ways to condition your thinking that you'll enjoy it and, and, and you'll get through it. And your nutrition is important, right? Uh, the physical part is important, but the mental piece of it is critical. It's absolutely critical. You know, you, you hit a good point about the remapping the brain. Uh, a few years ago, um, I was working with a life coach. Actually, my mom was a life coach, so I, I used her. And um, we spent a good amount of time getting me to re-look at the way I look at things and try and find the positive. I, at the same time, I ended up watching The Secret on, uh, on uh, Netflix. And I just started realizing that if I, if I think uh, the positive stuff, it's, it may or may, may not be true that more positive stuff happens, but you definitely start to notice more positive things. Exactly. It's kind of like when you buy a car that you never owned before, and now all of a sudden you see all those cars everywhere. You just didn't know to look for them before. Um, so th that's a key point that, you know, I saw a thing on, I don't know, Instagram or Facebook the other day, and it says, you know, 
Exercise should not be punishment for what you ate, but it should be a celebration of what your body can do. And if you Amen. look at it in that aspect of, hey, I get to do this. I'm able to do this. There are plenty of people who don't, can't. They don't. You know, They wish they could. And here I am over here with the ability to do it, and I'm not. You know, Talk about squandering gifts if you were blessings, exactly. right? So that's, that's a good point. I'm glad that you brought that up. So, okay, so officially proper prep was started November of last year, 2018, right? Correct. What was it that made you say, okay, I'm going to start a business around meal prepping? Hmm, that's, uh, so my corporate career, you know, the company I was with, I had been with them since they had went public. So I had seen, you know, the IPO stage. Um, I, I had I had seen pretty much, I think, everything there was to see watching an insurance company and, and, and how decisions or lack thereof can affect a product, right? And so just me being who I am and how I was raised and integrity and all those things, I somewhat didn't agree with some of the decisions that were being made. Uh, but had a family. Yeah, that's to, not uncommon, right? Which is which is very common, um, you know. But but had a family to support, and I've always loved to cook, and you know, I, again, I gotta I gotta talk to my faith. You know, Mike, uh, owner of NutriShop Alliance, mm-hmm. um, followed my cooking page, which was cooking with Bo. It was like a personal page, and me just messing, you know, the normal me, me cooking. And he goes, "Dude, you should start selling your food." And I'm like, "Dude, whatever. Let me get some pre workout." Like, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So this was about two months prior to me leaving my corporate job. Throughout my weight loss journey, you know, we've got four kids, a dog. Uh, you know, Sunday is meal prep, national meal prep day, right? Well, Sunday in our house was the quiet before the storm. You know, all day Saturday, we were either at my daughter's track meet, you know, even the summer, you know, where my younger daughter was in choir. So Sunday was like our time together. And I don't know if I wanted to spend two, three hours meal prepping. So I'd say to myself, there's got to be a company that does this, blah, 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 and a third. So I would try meal prep companies. And another thing I found out about my body is it does not agree with sodium. And, you know, I'm not on your show to bash my competition. However, there is a high amount of sodium in a lot of the meal prep. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I wish there was a company that tasted like home cooking, but I could go buy it. And it was a culmination of events of me leaving my job and me just saying, I'm gonna do this, right? And there was a specific way I wanted to run a business. I wanted to run a business with full autonomy. I didn't wanna have to talk to any investors and ask them if this was okay. I didn't want to talk to the guy who owned 49% of the company, and I had to get his approval. Um, you know, I was blessed to be in a situation to start a company without having to seek funding. So that allowed me to kind of do what I want, you know, as far as, hey, I want to drop pancakes this week. Okay, I don't have to check with Thank anybody. you for that. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, or, you know, hey, I need you to make banana pancakes, and I, I, I can do that. And it, it was really a combination of, of two things. From a business standpoint, I wanted to run a company a certain type of way. I wanted 
the end user, I, I'm from IT, I, I apologize. I wanted the end user to actually know who was making their food. Like, this is crazy to me. So you go to a NutriShop, right? You know Mike, you know Carl. Yep. You've got a close relationship. They know their products like the back of their hand. You know them, you know their kids, yada, yada, yada. Your trainer's the same way. You know him, you've got a close relationship. But the meal prep that you're getting, you don't know who's making it, you don't know where the food's coming from. It's the, so to complete the trifecta, I said, why don't you have that same level of experience with your food? And I wanted to create an interactive, tangible, uh, like prepping ain't easy, which was our slogan. Shout out Maya Davis, who was one of our early customers who came up with that slogan. Um, when I when I worked in corporate America, I always said to myself, I feel like the customers should kind of dictate the product that they buy, if that makes any mm -hmm. sense. So if the company's listening, <laughs> right, right, right. So you know, prop, one of proper preps unspoken rules is I listen. I listen to the customers. You know, I I, I listen when. The 9010 ground beef isn't hot enough. Okay, we'll make it spicy. You guys are buying buying the product. So I wanted to create a company that customers felt it was a personal experience and it was home cooked food. And I I've always I've always cooked and you know, I always hear this, I always hear especially you know, certain demographics of uh, my customers. I don't eat for flavor. I'm eating for a purpose. I don't care what it tastes like. And I'm like, well, I do. And, and to your listeners, there is a way to eat clean and the food tastes great. Yes. You know, I, I don't mean to plug, but, you know, Feast Mode Flavors, like we have a trademark agreement with them. Um, their flavor palettes are crazy. You know, our pulled pork, for example, part of our process, instead of using you know, look, we're in Texas. I'm originally from Cleveland, so I'm a city boy. But, you know, the brine recipes that I see for a lot of pulled pork is apple juice. Well, if you look at the back of apple juice, there's a lot of preservatives. There's a lot of sodium. So when we make our brine, we take fresh honey crisp, honey crisp apples and we muddle them. And then we muddle them in apple cider vinegar. Is it a pain in the butt? Yes, but you get the flavor. And that's, at, that's a, a small example of proper prep being over the top, but giving you a high quality product. Okay, so I have not tried the pulled pork yet, as you know, we're pretty consistent. So okay. you just sold me on it. So the next time I place an order, if that's not in there, remind me, pork. <laughs> remind gotcha, me of gotcha. that. No, so when, I, what was it? Uh, February, March or something like that, I walked in uh, to NutriShop. I saw you over there and I remember that, you know, we had talked about, uh, you had been with 24 for a while, but I think you were, uh, at the time you came in and you wanted to add your wife or we were getting new memberships or upgrades or something for right. kids club or something we were doing. Um, and that's when I originally met you and that was last year in the spring. But this year, February, March, I walk in, I, I recognize you and I had heard about your food. I had heard about your Brussels sprouts um, because uh, Carl and Mike were raving about them. And so I remember walking up to you and I was like, okay, we've got, to, we've got to start ordering. I know I said I was going to do this. We've got to start ordering now. What can we do? And ever since then, we have not received a single batch of food that was not good. The only thing Thank that you. I got that, that you'll, you just can't win me over on, it doesn't matter, is just the – we did get the Brussels sprouts. They're probably the best ones I've ever had, but I still don't like Brussels sprouts, which is why I stopped ordering them. But, I, but your broccoli, your green beans, off the chain. I mean, I ordered the green beans like, what, five, six pounds a week yeah, or whatever. I mean, yeah. we, we crushed those. 
Um, the chicken's amazing. The steak is phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, and like I said, and to top that off, that salmon just goes above and beyond. Now, I noticed that you're going to be releasing ribs yes. soon. Yes. And you started doing breakfast, what, a month and a half ago? Yes. So uh, breakfast about a month and a half ago and, and releasing the ribs. The other thing that I did is I did not uh, restrict myself. You know, I, th- there, there were certain days where, and I, I never use like cheat meals or cheat days as a reward, but I did keep them in the back of my mind to say, dude, you do have one coming up. And historically, I think when we hear cheat meal or cheat day, it's donut, go crazy. Mm-hmm. But there are guilty, some, right? <laughs> guilty. There are some effective ways to cheat, right? Um, you know, Ribs isn't is is an option, you know. With with proper prep ribs, how they're prepared is not a lot of extra stuff. It's it's pure. It's uh, you know smoked over hickory mesquite wood. Is your calorie content going to go up? Sure, but there's not a lot of preservatives. You know the same uh, brine that we use for the the pulled pork. Uh, we use there. We use low sodium seasonings. Um, it's slow cooked for 12, 14 hours. Um, tastes great. Man, you got me excited about those ribs. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> now, the breakfast, you know, that's that was something. Breakfast is a hard thing to prep for a lot of people. I mean, especially when you're working with eggs or anything, because eggs don't normally, at least any time I've tried them, they don't normally hold up for you know multiple days on end. Um, and maybe it's just because the way I'm cooking them. But uh, you've done egg boats. Yeah. So bow boats. Bow boats. Yeah, bow boats. So they're egg whites, but uh, you know they are great. Uh, for about three, four days, and then I've I've actually had customers that freeze them on the fourth day, and they tell me that they're good up to eight days. I am not confirming or denying that. Me personally, <laughs> not a not a recommendation. Not a recommendation, but uh, you know, me personally, uh, for one, egg whites is a great protein source, mm-hmm. um, and the the protein pancakes that we have are phenomenal. We've got a zero calorie. Uh, strawberry syrup uh, by Sinister Labs, which which, which is great. Um, and there's more breakfast to come. Definitely more breakfast to come. Definitely looking forward to seeing that. And that'll be put out and announced on your Instagram and all yes. that. Is that correct? Yep. Excellent. In a summary, how has business been so far? Business has been good. I I, I will tell you, if, if you asked me November last year, would I be here going into August of 2019, I would have said absolutely not. You know the, the entire exp- I, the the I think the the biggest shock for me has been the response from the customer base. I, I think has been phenomenal, and you know I, I still I still get text messages. I, I remember one in particular. I, I won't say her name, but you know she said, "Thank you for extending my life." And I'm like, I just made you chicken. What are you talking about? And she's like, I went to the doctor. Some good chicken. Right, right, right. So she's like, you know, I go to the doctor, and, you know, they have these life expectancy tests that they do where they say, if you keep going the way you're going to go, you're going to die at 55. Right? And she said, mine was 15 years longer than it was a month ago before I started eating your food. I've never been able to eat clean. I hate the way it tastes. Your food is the only clean food that I eat and I feel good. And what a lot of people tell me about proper prep food is that it sits easy on the stomach. It does. And that's one of the, the things, like we don't really market the fact that we, 
we don't use Pam per se. We use organic olive oil spray. It just sits lighter on on your stomach oh, um, instead that's, of that's the trick. Yeah, so yeah, giving them <laughs> one of them. One of them. Uh, salt is another good example. Pink Himalayan sea salt has a few more advantages, and it's a little bit lighter than table salt or sea salt. Uh, you know, peppercorn medley instead of just straight up, you know, pepper. So, uh, bit you know, business has been exciting. You know, some days I feel like I'm drinking out of a water hose, but it's absolutely exhilarating to. It's wake a good up. problem to have. Right, right, right. And better that problem than the alternative. Sure, sure. Uh, it's it's um, it's been great, man. It, it has. It's no day is the same. You know, working in corporate America, and and listen, I, um, you know, love my job at corporate America. What I was doing, um, I just didn't realize it at the time, but it was God preparing me to do this. Uh, when when you're, you know doing something you love. I love cooking. What's so funny is I don't get tired by cooking. I get tired uh, I get tired by website updates, order notices, accounting, grocery shopping. The cooking doesn't tire me out. And when you're doing something where you're helping people, like I am legitimately helping people lose weight and be healthier and maybe I'm helping them have a few more years on earth with their grandkids 20, 30 years from now. Man, there's no other. I mean, it's like an it's it's indescribable. I mean, it truly is. There's a you know they always talk about you know do something you love, right? Right. I saw uh, and it's I want to say it's like a Japanese word like um, iskogi or I I don't know I know I'm butchering it really bad, but basically it it said when you take your passion and it meets your purpose and you have the right skill set and you can monetize that. That is the perfect harmony that all of us should be looking for. And I can tell you, you know, stepping in and doing this podcast, um, when I brainchilded this, I don't know, two months ago, it was just going to be a hobby. Um, We haven't even been launched. We were talking about this right before we started. We haven't even been launched two weeks, and we've seen so much more momentum than either Ben and I had expected. And so we're... We're, we weren't expecting to do this interview with you, and you were the first one on our books. Thank we, you We for knew, that, Yes, I mean, we knew, boom, I said, Bo's got to be the first one in. We were not anticipating to get this one even shot until September or October when we originally sat down before we even pressed record on the first episode. That was the time frame we were thinking. The fact that we can have you in recording, and we haven't even hit our two-week mark. Um, first off, thank you for the responsiveness because oh, that, no, that was like real quick that we were able to get you in. Um, but I understand exactly where you're at and we're very excited, Ben and I, but also my wife and I are very excited to have seen the level of success that you have already achieved as a as kind of a precursor to the level of success we know you're going to continue to achieve. Wow, and we're going to be a part of that journey. Um, we we want to help in any way that we can, so we're definitely going to continue, to obviously, to be customers, but we also want to continue to be promoters for you as well. Cool, I definitely appreciate that, and thank you again for, for having me on the show. It's definitely an honor to be your first guest. Uh, you know, five years from now, I probably will be bragging about this somewhere. So I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate the material. <laughs> so if you could send just one message to our listeners to help motivate, inspire, or maybe even educate them, what would it be? My message would be listen to your body, tend to your spirit, and give time time. 
Can you elaborate a little bit on that? No, I, no, and I like that. I mean, that's perfect. But just in case it, there's a little bit of confusion as to what you're meaning, can you expand on that a little bit? Sure. So firstly, listen to your body. When you eat something, monitor how, monitor how that affects your body. Um, I, think it, I think diets are great, uh, but I don't think there's one diet that fits everyone, obviously. So you have to try out different things, and you have to listen to your body. Um, as bad as you may want to go to the gym, that rest day uh, could catapult you to having five killer workouts versus going the day and having five 60 70% workouts. Uh, tend to your spirit. Um, me personally, I prefer God because uh, he has, I mean, this journey I know has been his, his, his path for me, right? And so what, what, whatever your spiritual belief is, understand that your spirit and its health is critical to your body's physical health. Uh, and, and mind, I think, is tied into that. And the last one, uh, give time time, which sounds so simple, but especially when you're trying to lose weight, you've got to give time time. You have to wake up in the morning and focus on that day. String two days together, string three days together, then string a week together. Pretty soon you'll be at a month. And then you just start, just take one day at a time. You got to give time time. Would you recommend if, if someone is, you know, their goals, even 50, but definitely 100, 150, or 200 pounds, would you recommend avoiding micromanaging the weight loss on a daily basis? Or would you, or would you say it can be a good thing to kind of wake up and see where you're at from the day before? How, how would you recommend the approach? So here's my approach, and, and, and this is really my opinion. You know, if you don't know a lot of caloric, like I can look at a meal, obviously because, you know, I run a meal prep company. I can look at a meal and kind of gauge this is about this many calories. If you're... In but just your, also because you've been doing it for a while. Because I've been doing it for a while. Right. Now, to gauge what you should be eating in amounts, yes. Um, I love my fitness pal, but for me personally, I think micromanaging your caloric intake, micromanaging your weight, weighing yourself in the morning when you get home from work and before you go to bed, I think sends the wrong message to your brain. So you kind of stress about it. Right. And, and that's a whole other conversation right. about chemical releases exactly if for measurements i think you should get creative with how you're measuring success if you've got kids go play go play football with your son see how long you last in two weeks see how long you last again you're no. not the first person who has said that by the way i've had a lot of people tell me that they're the whole reason they were doing it is they just didn't want to crap out in five minutes playing with their children. They're sure. missing out on the time. Sure. So for them, it wasn't an aesthetic standpoint. It wasn't, and the, those came with it, but the whole driver was, I just don't want to be the dad that can't get off the couch to go spend time with my children. Absolutely. Or mom. And, and, and to that point, you've got you've to find something legit that's going to motivate you. I want to be healthy. Okay, that's great. But like for me, I'll tell you one of my kind of superficial reasons for losing weight, I just didn't want to be that dad on the sideline because my son is a, is a you know, going in his seventh grade year, he's a wide receiver and he's, and I'm yelling at him to run your routes and I can't get out of the lawn chair. <laughs> you know, that's a bit embarrassing. So, so for me, that was very tangible. You know, I had a dad who, I remember going to Heights High and, and like this dude was like, man, just run like a mile 
just like for no and I'd go with him and I had an example of a dad who you know he had weights in the basement right and and to this day I mean my dad's like 60 some years old this dude goes running all the time so for me I wanted to you know my you're always supposed to do what your parents did or better right so I wanted to give my kids kind of a, a good a good example and that's that's me it it could be aesthetic but I, I think that you know for your listeners be true to what you want to do. Be, be true to what's really going to motivate you, not today when it sounds good. Because it all sounds good when you go get the new workout outfit, the shoes, and you get the new gym membership. What happens in a month, right, when you just don't want to go? That true, authentic motivation um, combined with, I think, the spiritual thing, um, that's what's going to get you through those days. Because, like, for me, you know, a year and a half is a long time. It's a long time in general, but to be – you know that 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 path and 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 now you've got me going down memory lane like thinking about some of the highs and the lows and the the good days and the bad days but a lot of it had to do with you know walking in the house and and the kids just come up to me and it's like okay this is what I'm doing it for And, and I think you need to put those placeholders in your brain so when you do waver they'll snap you right back it's a good point have that anchor absolutely bring you right back in well, Bo, we've covered a lot today. I greatly appreciate it. Tell us real quick, how can our listeners get a hold of you? How can they become customers of Proper Prep and start tasting your amazing food? So first, again, thank you uh, so much for having me on. Um, definitely want to congratulate you on the the fast success with this show, man. Seriously. Um, but so check out properprepkeller.com. Um, and actually, all your listeners, we created a code Fitness Lounge. Um, which will get them 10% off their order. Nice. Uh, so they can use that. We're on Instagram, Proper Prep Keller. Um, feel free to call or text 817-618-5004. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Proper Prep Keller. Uh, feel free to stop by Shop Alliance. Uh, I always recommend this, you know, before you order, you know, eight pounds of green beans, for example. Uh, stop by Shop Alliance. Uh, single meals are sold. Uh, Shop is located right in between boardroom and sprint store. Um, yeah. Perfect. Now, we are, as we were talking about earlier, we're growing our audience base well outside of just the DFW area. You know, we've got listeners not only in other countries. That might be a little bit hard for them to be able to, you know, try your sure. food. But, you know, other people across the country, are you drop shipping yet? Not yet. And uh, ironically enough, uh, we were about a little over a month ago approved by FDA to ship. So we just haven't started that yet. Um, you know, we could have a 30-minute conversation about the effects of dry ice on food. But in my own testing, I'm not a fan of dry ice. So we're trying to really come up with some creative ways to ship um, but not affect quality of food. So that's kind of the phase we're in right now of that. So if you're not within, you know, a driving distance where you can go, you know, NutriShop's one of the places. You have drop ship location or drop locations at where else around in the area? I know you drop off a couple others, right? So uh, F45 Heritage Trace, F45 South Keller. Uh, there's Nine Round um, in, in Keller, Keller, Keller Boxing Club. So there's a, a, a few gyms that, that, that sell our meals as well. Okay. Now, do you have to be members of those places to be able to do that or – 
like if they're not if our listeners are not members there and they want to get your food is it just best to go to NutriShop? Yep. Okay. Definitely best to go to NutriShop. So if they if you're not within an area to drive around to get to the NutriShop, um, go ahead still follow Bo on Instagram for sure on his proper prep page. Um, I'm sure whenever that time comes, he'll put a big announcement up. Absolutely. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. So, um, and I appreciate you taking the time and dedication to doing it right as opposed to doing it fast because you spend so much time in the kitchen making sure the the food is great and it tastes good and you don't want to jeopardize that just because there's a, you know an a opportunity need. exactly yeah, sure. so um, I can tell you that for for a person who is passionate about quality uh, in all aspects of life I greatly appreciate it, and I'm sure our listeners will as well. Cool. So, but the good news is, as of right now, we have a lot of our listeners in this area. So, I think we'll be able to um, hopefully see some people who can try out some new food. So, if if you're having trouble getting your nutrition in, and you need help with meal prep, pr- proper prep is fantastic. If you've been doing meal prep with uh, either your own stuff, and you'd ri- like to try something new, or if you've tried meal prep locations and you weren't satisfied with them, because I was the exact same same way with you, and so was my wife, because she was she was traveling all last year. I, I think we went through probably eight or nine different meal prep companies before wow, we, i didn't i did not know that we did we, and, and it was mainly because she was like one week she'd be on the east coast the next week she'd be on the west coast and she would be gone from like monday through thursday so we needed someone who could get it there either on monday or tuesday because if it arrived on wednesday that was pointless by the time you factor in you know the overnight shipping cost it just made your cost per meal too much for anybody we landed on one that finally met all of those criteria except for the taste. But it was the only thing we had for her because in her job, it's just way too hectic. She can't stop and, and heat anything up for the most part. But if, it's, if, if she has to go out or order it, it's just not going to happen. So when she moved back towards the Texas market, that's when we started ordering the food with you. And it worked out phenomenally. It was, it was perfect. Cool. So um, we're hoping that you are able to get the drop shipping up because she's going to be start traveling again soon. Not necessarily that bad, hopefully, but um, we'll be needing that for her. So that'll, that'll pick up our orders with you again. Cool. I got <laughs> so, you covered. All right, folks, everyone, we really appreciate y'all listening in. Hopefully this has been helpful for y'all. Uh, again, don't feel or don't hesitate to uh, get in touch with Bo either way. Um, and stay tuned for the next episode. You guys are going to love what we have. We'll see you later. Thank you.